0: Well, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Please turn with me. The letter, Paul's letter to the Thessalonians. That is Thessalonians and chapter one. Thessalonians and chapter one. Oh, sorry. First. First Thessalonians and chapter 1 read the whole chapter Paul and Silvanus and Timothy to the Church of the Thessalonians in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace to you and peace. We give thanks to God always for all of you, making mention of you in our prayers, constantly bearing in mind your work of faith, And the labor of love and steadfastness of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ, in the presence of our God and Father, knowing, brethren, beloved by God, His choice of you. For our gospel did not come to you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit, and with full conviction, just as you know what kind of men were proved to be among you for your sake. You also became imitators of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much tribulation with the joy of the Holy Spirit so that you became an example to all the believers in Macedonia and in Achaia. For the word of the Lord has sounded forth from you, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but also in every place your faith toward God has gone forth, so that we have no need to say anything. For they themselves report about us what kind of a reception we had with you and how you turned to God, how you turned to God from all, how you turned to, pardon me, for they themselves report about us what kind of a reception we had with you. And how you turned to God, from idols to serve a living and true God, and to wait for his Son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead. That is Jesus who delivers us from the wrath to come. Well, let's pray, shall we? Our glorious Father, the Lord our God, who is abundant in mercy and full of love, we give you the glory. Thank you for this opportunity that you have granted it to us that we should gather in this manner for this noble purpose of communing with you. And above all that we may hear, your voice speaking to each and every one of us. So, our Father, we cover to your presence, for so we know that we can do nothing without you. So have your way among us, O oh good Lord. For this we pray, in the name of your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. where we have been considering the subject why some churches are unattractive. And the first one we looked at was a church which was unattractive because of the high standard. And because of a high standard you may find that people who find it difficult to go to that church. But obviously we don't lower the standards. What we do is we help others to raise their standards. So we try to raise the standards of others so that they may fit in in our midst. Well, the second church we looked at is a church with a very low standards, very low morally, uh, socially, uh, but again, the answer to that is that we must repent and realize the height from which we have fallen and begin to do the things that we ought to do. Well today we simply look at an attractive church. The church that is attractive. Now here is Paul and the with Silas and then Timoth. They had gone to the to Thessalonica. And preached the word of God at the times of very difficult at, at a very difficult situation and it was during this time that the church was planted. Now of course Paul was concerned about this little flock uh, And as he went away, he had only been here for three weeks. But the church was planted by the power of God and the demonstration of the Holy Spirit. But Paul was still concerned about this church because of the circumstances in which the church was planted. The difficult things that they had to go through. So he writes to them as a way of encouraging them. But again, there had been a very good report from this church. And so he writes to them to instruct them. So as we look at the attractive church, three things we will consider. The first one being, attractive living, attractive living, and then secondly, attractive beginning, attractive beginning, and then thirdly, attractive reputation. An attractive reputation. So let's begin by looking at an attractive living. It is our lives which do more in attracting people to us as individuals and to our church. Just our lives are supposed to be evangelistic, reaching out, your works must be seen, your faith must be obvious. And so he begins by telling them, we give thanks to God always for all of you, making mention of you in our prayers. Well, an attractive life does not come about anyhow by human effort. It has to take the work of God. It is God who makes our lives attractive whenever he is working in our hearts. If God does not work among us, we will not make our faith attractive in anywhere. And so if we have to make our lives attractive, our churches attractive, we must see to it that God is at work. is working in each individual life. It is God who makes our lives beautiful, sweet, attractive, like sweet incense. And that's what we see. Paul is thanking. He says, we give thanks to God always for all of you, making mention of you in our prayers. Why thank God? Because it was God who was at work in them. We are told that it is God who works in you, both to will and to do. It is God who has created the good works in which we must walk. And our lives can only be attractive if God is working in us and we are walking in the works that God has created. He makes all things beautiful and attractive. So we need to be entirely Dependent upon him. Says constantly bearing in mind. Your work of faith. Well he is remembering. This is the way the Thessalonians lived. And so he is constantly bearing in mind. Their work of faith. And that means their faith could be seen. Their faith was demonstrated by their deeds. This was not a dead faith. It was a living faith which was active. The only way we can make our faith active is simply... By our faith becoming practical. So here they had a very practical faith. It was not only about talking about these teachings, doctrines, it was not only about prayer and doing all these. But they were making their faith attractive by the way they lived. Faith could be seen in action in their deeds in their activities day by day they were living by faith and it was obvious in the way they lived by their actions that these men and women had come to put their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and the faith in itself is beautiful is attractive Or you can have a dead faith which is offensive, which is stinking, unattractive, and it repels the people. But faith is sweet. It's supposed to attract people, to invite people, even to the Lord Jesus Christ. But not only was their faith attractive, But there was also their labor of love or exertion of love. Their love was attractive, was sweet because their love was manifested, was demonstrated through their labors, through their untiring work laboring for their Lord, and laboring for one another. Love must be practical. Love must be seen. We don't only talk about the love, but it must become contagious, effective among God's people. And this is what we see in the way they live. Their love was practical. It could be seen. And so they made their church attractive. And then there was the steadfastness of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. Mind you, these are the people who had been persecuted because of their faith. Many people around them had rejected this faith. It was opposed. But they stood out. And the reason being because they were waiting for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that made a difference in their lives because of their hope of this Jesus who is coming, who might come any time. So they lived as aliens and as strangers in this world because of their hope in Christ Jesus. And that in itself distinguished them from all the people around them and it set them apart. And so they were making their faith attractive. And this they were doing in the presence of our God and Father. Remember they had turned away from these idols to serving the living God. So all these that they were doing, they were doing it with the consciousness of God. They were very conscious of the living God, working in them. And that means they had subjected themselves to God to work in their lives. And so whatever they did, they did it out of fear, and reverence for god it is our lives dear friends which must be attractive we live in the world where there is corruption in everything the the lives of the people are corrupt but christianity is there to make life attractive and be beautiful so that people can see how beautiful our faith is. Then secondly, he looks at the attractive, unattractive beginning. In verse 4 he says, Knowing brethren, beloved by God, his choice of you. These People were certainly chosen of God. As they began their walk with the Lord, they were simply set apart by God. As ambassadors of Christ, as witnesses for Christ, God chose them, and the choice of God was very clear among them. That certainly there is no way that these people can turn to God forsaking their idols. Mind you, they had lived serving and worshiping their idols for the rest of their lives. Their ancestors had lived in the same way, the generations past had lived in the same way, and for them to see the foolishness of this god, of, of these gods, to turn to God, living and be real. It was a miracle. It was simply because God had taken them from the dark world into the marvelous light of His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. You could not attribute it to anything other than the work of God, the choice of God upon these people. And that's how they began their work and their relationship with God. And then he goes on to describe how they had received this gospel. For our gospel did not come to you in word only, but also in power, and in the Holy Spirit with conviction. And Paul, Silas and Timothy were equally conscious that certainly these people have been chosen of God. They could remember how they were used of God that the power of God came upon them as they were ministering. The demonstration of the Holy Spirit came upon them so that the people who were listening to them could not put their faith in man, but in God, because of the power of God that was demonstrated and the Holy Spirit who was upon the ministers. And they, it, was, it was obvious as they began. The word of God was received with conviction. Now, it had to take a lot of conviction, serious conviction, for them to forsake the gods they were used to, the idols they were used to, and to come and acknowledge. Mind you, these gods had been very real to them. When they were worshipping them, the gods were very real. But then all of a sudden, with this strong conviction, they come to realize that these gods are empty. They are illusions. It is a delusion. And then they turn to God, the living and the real God, to come and realize That this is the God who created the heavens and the earth. And all that is in heaven and on earth. He is the one who governs the universe. Who is in control and there is no other. Well, that was the beginning of their faith. They are turning away from idols. It was simply attractive. Their beginning was very attractive. Just as you know what kind of men we proved to be among you for yourself. It was obvious the way the Lord used the Apostle Paul, Sylvanus, Silas, and Timothy that surely God was doing something special in the lives of the people. So their beginning was very, very attractive. But not only did they turn to God with great conviction, so you also became imitators of us and of the Lord Jesus Christ having received the word in much tribulation with the joy of the Holy Spirit. Well, right up from the beginning, they set their eyes on these apostles to live like them, to imitate them in everything that they were doing, to imitate their faith. But above all, By faith they could see Christ and how he lived. And they became imitators of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now here is a people who had always worshipped idols, looking to idols, following idols. Then suddenly they say, well, we are going to follow the Lord Jesus Christ. We are going to imitate him in everything and every situation. And so their beginning was just attractive. They made the church attractive, but again they did this, not while it was smooth selling, but it is through difficulties, under difficult circumstances. Well, you read about this from Acts chapter 17. The situation or circumstances in which they were when they turned to God. Acts 17, we'll read from verse 1 to 9. Now, when they had traveled through Amphipolis and Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica, where there was a synagogue of the Jews. And according to Paul's custom, he went to them, and for three Sabbaths, reasoned with them from the scriptures, explaining, and giving evidence that the Christ had to suffer and rise again from the dead. And saying, this Jesus whom I am proclaiming to you is the Christ. And some of them were persuaded and joined Paul and Silas, along with a great multitude of the God-fearing Greeks. And the number of the leading women, but the Jews, becoming jealous, and taking along some wicked men from the marketplace, formed a mob and set the city in an uproar. And coming upon the house of Jason, they were seeking to bring them out to the people. And when they did not find them, they began dragging Jason and some brethren before the city authorities, shouting, These men who have upset the world have come here also, and Jason has welcomed them, and they all act contrary to the decree of Caesar saying that there is another king, Jesus. And they stirred up the crowd and the city authorities who heard these things. And when they had received a pledge from Jason <clears throat> and the others, they released them. So this was the time this church was instituted there was a riot people mobbed Jason the apostles themselves had to run for their lives because of the persecution which brought now it is in the midst of that situation that the Thessalonians received the gospel and turned to God and their faith could not be shaken. Well, the people you are imitating are being pursued, are running for their lives and yet you are saying these are the people who follow. Jesus is being despised and rejected everywhere but not so for these men and women. They turned to God, the living and the real. So it is amidst tribulation that they turned to God with the joy of the Holy Spirit. They were not timid. They were not gloomy about it, but they were rejoicing in their newfound faith. So it is in the midst of difficulties that their faith was shining out because of the joy of the Holy Spirit. So the beginning itself must be attractive. The beginning of our walk with God must be attractive. Or we may have today many people who turn to God hypocritically and they don't make their beginning very attractive. Many are very casual in the way they come to the Lord, the way they turn to the Lord. But this was real. And their turning to the Lord itself was very attractive. Well, then we see an attractive reputation The servants so that you became an example to all the believers in Macedonia and in Achaia. Attractive, an attractive reputation. Now, these were young Christians, but because of their relationship with God, because of their faith, and because of their love, the Macedonians were looking to them. Those from Achaia were looking to them as our example. Now, you can imagine, if people had to come from Macedonia, had to come from Achaia, coming to Thessalonica, where would they go? Well, they could certainly look for this church because of their reputation which was attractive. Their reputation had gone abroad before them. For the word of the Lord has sounded forth from you, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but also in every place. Your faith toward God has gone forth so that we have no need to say anything. Well, their reputation had gone abroad because of their practical faith. Their practical love. Many people were talking about. Here is the church which has become attractive. They had made themselves attractive. And so they had a reputation abroad because their faith, the way they tended to God, it was a miracle. And they were saying, that is the way we should turn to God. That is the way we should live. And so this church had become very attractive because of their reputation. For they themselves report about us what kind of a reception we had with you and how you turned to God from idols to serve a living and true God. There was a revolution among the Thessalonians. That violent turn from idols to a living God. And this became obvious. How can that be? People were given to idols, but then suddenly there is that radical break from the idols and this reputation was sounded abroad. And they were making this God real and attractive. So their reputation was very attractive. And to wait for his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead. That is Jesus who delivers us from the wrath to come. They were living as aliens and strangers in this world, waiting for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And this is central to this letter to the Thessalonians. It is simply the coming of the Lord. And this you see it at the end of every chapter. It is about the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. As we read in verse 10 of chapter 1, And to wait for his Son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead. That is Jesus who delivers us from the wrath to come. In chapter 2, verse 19, For who is our hope, O joy, O crown of exultation? Is it not even you? In the presence of our Lord Jesus at his coming. In chapter 3, verse 13, so that he may establish your hearts and blamable in holiness before our God and Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus with all his saints. And chapter 4, starting from verse 16 For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet of sound, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus, you shall always be with the Lord. In chapter 5, reading from verse 23, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you entirely, and may your spirit and soul and your body be preserved complete without blame at the coming of our lord jesus christ this was the center of their faith the center of their hope was simply the coming of the lord jesus christ they were looking forward to the coming of the lord jesus christ and in the way they live. They were not living as citizens of this world. They were living as citizens of another and they were waiting for a Redeemer to come from there and take them. So their hope for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ was real. And that made their reputation very, very attractive so that people everywhere could read, could hear about these Thessalonians who were waiting for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ and in the way that they lived. Well, we can make our church very, very attractive, but that depends on how we live are we living attractive Christian lives? Is our faith practical? Is our love practical? Because these are the things that will make our church attractive. How did we begin? The foundation matters. Was our beginning attractive? Was there a radical break from the things of this world, from sin, so that it becomes obvious to others as an example. What reputation do we have as a church? When our neighbors talk about us as a church, what are the things that they talk about? What is our reputation? When other towns are talking about Riverside chapel? What is it that comes to their mind? What is it that they can talk about which makes this church to be attractive? Oh, we are called to make our faith and our churches attractive for the sake of the Lord, that the church may grow from strength to strength, and all this for his own glory and honor. And let God help us that we may live just like that.